Hello, this is Randy Moon, and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. This is Cole, and I'm going to be talking about the Bar and Bat Mitzvah today. This is Beth, and I'm going to be talking about tulips. This is Sydney, and I will be talking about birthday gift basket ideas. A lot of fun spring topics as this episode will be coming out right after Easter. We hope that you are able to find a way to enjoy your Easter while sheltering at home or self-isolating, whatever the case may be. And we have had a few holiday happenings, not many this week. We've also been working from home and and trying to stay away from others as much as we can. Uh, The weather has been kind of up and down as is typical for March. We've had some absolutely gorgeous days um, that we've really enjoyed walking, taking some time to uh, do some yard work outside, and then we've had a lot of rainy days too. So that hasn't been great. Our ornamental cherry tree is getting towards the end of its blooms. Uh, it was it peaked last weekend, um, the weekend of the 22nd of March, and now it's starting to drop its blossoms along the way. So uh, that is something we, we've seen other trees now kind of start to take its place as far as blooms and blossoms. Our lilacs are getting close to blooming. The red buds here are getting close to blooming as well. It's so pretty. We've really enjoyed it for the last week. Yep. Yeah, it's been really nice. All of the pear trees have been blossoming. Yep. The, bread the, bread pears. Pears. the bread for pears. Fun fact, they smell like fish super up close. So yeah. I didn't realize that until last year, until mom insisted on us sniffing one. And... <laughs> <laughs> And it does smell like fish. It does. So, it's so sad. Yeah. But you have to like be really up close. Yes. Yeah. Thank goodness yeah. it doesn't waft that It smell. doesn't. Which yeah. is why we didn't believe her. That's why you it. Yeah. So Sydney and my birthdays are coming up. Um, and there's a lot of exciting... The birthday's kind of a kind of a funny thing celebrating, you know, something that you didn't have any control over. Um, but a way to kind of celebrate your life. And throughout history, there have been a lot of different celebrations of... Not necessarily birthdays, but significant ages. Uh, and I think bar mitzvah is one of those old traditions that people still even generally kind of know what it is now. Um, so the so the bar mitzvah and the bat mitzvah, uh, the bar mitzvah for the boy and the bat mitzvah for the girl, is the celebration of them uh, reaching the age of 13 and becoming an adult. So the modern method of celebrating... Uh, the bar mitzvah didn't actually exist in the Hebrew Bible, the Mishnah, or the Talmud, and it was not mentioned until the Middle Ages. The first recorded case was in the 13th century France of a simple statement by the father that he was no longer responsible for his 13-year-old son. <laughs> well, as any father of a 13-year-old son, oh wait, no. <laughs> right. He was just done, I guess. He, <laughs> he was, was just, just done. He was done. You're a man, <laughs> and I don't need to. I don't need to bother with you anymore. Uh, so today, uh, the bar and bat mitzvah are more popular than any other time in history, and are often accompanied by extravagant or lavish celebrations. So the significance of the age 13 to the Jewish people, even though the celebration of bar mitzvah is not that old, the significance of the age 13 actually dates back to ancient times. And it's mentioned several times through Jewish texts and through the Bible. The age of 13 is mentioned in the Mishnah as the time one is obligated to serve the Torah's commandments. At five years old, one should study the scriptures at ten 
for the Mishnah and at 13 for the commandments. Oh, so that's interesting. So that's so 13 is the point because you're considered a man, now you are responsible in the Jewish tradition for following the complete law and the consequences of not. Right. Right. So according to the to the tradition to the belief, you are now it's on you yeah. to follow the commandments. Versus That's like, now your responsibility. Yeah. Versus it's not, your parents. Versus, versus your parents. parents. Yeah, right. interesting. Hmm. Yep. So the term bar mitzvah first appears in the Talmud, meaning one who is subject to the law. Um, though it does not refer to any age specifically, the term bar mitzvah in reference to age, can be traced to the 14th or so century and relates to an older rabbinical term meaning gadol, adult, or bar ocean, one who is legally responsible for their own misdoings. Gotcha. So Middle Ages, they were thinking of time for these 13-year-olds to start pulling pulling their weight. In the Middle Ages, they were like, well, we're dying younger and younger now. So we've got to lower the age of what's considered an adult. 13 to 21 for our society. Yep. Yep. So, like I said, Middle Ages is when it started popping up. Um, There are some late Midrashic sources and some medieval sources that refer to a synagogue ceremony performed upon the boy's reaching of age 13. Simon Zemak Duran quotes a midrash interpreting the Hebrew word, zo, this, in Isaiah 43, 21, these people I have formed for myself, they shall speak my praise, as referring to the numerical value to those who have reached 13. So these people, in sort of a roundabout way of referring to the to the translation, these people would refer to the people 13 and above. Okay. Again, as kind of a an evidence of this being the point of adulthood or right. manhood. So, like, I'm just thinking, like, just imagine how like immature 13 year old boys are. <laughs> Yeah. Like and I it's know, hard like, to imagine, isn't yeah, it? because like, like adults. girls, like I know, like mentally, like mature and physically mature faster than boys. So it's interesting that this particular age, they're they're just like, nope, nope, we're done, we're done with all the times we're different. Pre-tween, seventh grade ish, seventh grade, yeah. seventh grade. Yeah. yeah, when all the craziness starts happening. Yeah, yeah, right when you're in the middle of all the hormones and the growth spurts and yeah, well, eighth grade. Yeah, yeah, eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yeah. I yeah. miss. Hmm. You're basically, I was. I thought I was an adult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was thirteen. Yeah. Maybe that that's says a lot thing. right there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. You um, think you're an adult? Here you go. All this here you go. Prove it. You're responsible for. <laughs> you get to suffer the consequences of every action that you take. Yeah. Was the bat mitzvah also at age thirteen? Yeah. Oh, for both men and women. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, so there is a lot of biblical evidence, not necessarily for the celebration itself, but referencing the age 13 showing up again and again in the Torah and other Jewish texts. Mm-hmm. Um, it mentions uh, in Genesis twenty five twenty seven. So up to 13 years, Esau and Jacob went together to the primary school and back home. After 13 years were over... The one went to the Beit Midrash to study law and the other to the house of idols. Regarding this, Rabbi Eliezer remarks, Until the thirteenth year, it is the father's duty to train his boy. After this, he must say, Blessed be he who has taken from me the responsibility, meaning the punishment, for this boy. 
Oh, interesting. So he takes... The boy takes upon his own shoulders his own punishment. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting history of the bar and the bat mitzvah um, that now, you know, you look at how they're celebrated today. Like there's these huge events. Yeah, big parties. Big parties. Big parties, a lot of family. uh, And they do readings from the Torah. Um, And I believe that the boy has to memorize um, a certain uh, verses or, or... Sections or whatever. Or sections or uh, some kind of significant um, Jewish writings. Jewish writings. Right. Um, which then he has to recite. And I'm not sure if it's the same way for the Bat Mitzvah or not. Yes. It'll be interesting to see if maybe people postpone their Bar Mitzvahs and Bat Mitzvahs during this period. Yeah. And say, well, you know, can they postpone them till like, they can get people together? Otherwise... It'll be a very different event. It will, yeah. For them. So. Yeah. So if you have your bar or bat mitzvah coming soon, we celebrate with you and we hope you have a, a good and activity. Safe. Yeah. And that you do it safely. Yeah. Uh, a small social distancing. Maybe a, you could just get a very, very large Zoom party <laughs> go. together. That's right. There you go. That's right. Maybe tulips are a flower of choice for the bar and bat mitzvahs. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. <laughs> but I'm going to talk about tulips. <laughs> Tulips are one of my favorite flowers. They're spring flower. And I wanted to find out more about them. So here's some information oh, for you. Oh, no. Is this going to be some like horrible history of the tulips? Like for the lemonade? No. Or... No, I don't want that. Because <laughs> tulips, I love tulips. I know. They're one of my favorite flowers. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's some interesting history in there, I know. There that is. I'm excited for you to get to. There is. There are over 150 species of tulips. That was the part I was excited about. (laughs) (laughs) I just love how many there are. With over 3,000 varieties. Oh, waiting for that part I know. (laughs) Which includes both naturally occurring and genetically cultivated varieties. Well, we know from the Jurassic Park movies that genetically modified nature never works out. That's true. So well, I'm waiting for the tulip spinoff. <laughs> In the case of the tulips, it usually is pretty good. Okay. Well, pretty benign, huh? Yeah. So they grow from bulbs and they need a period of cold dormancy known as vernalization. Because of this, if you would like to grow tulips, plant the bulbs in the fall so they can get that required time in the cold. Now, if you're in a very warm area... Throughout my research, I was seeing that you could actually buy the um, bulbs pre-chilled. Or, if you were um, really wanting to do it on your own, they suggested putting it in your um, refrigerator bin for... You'd have to look up how many weeks. For like 8 to 10 weeks, something like that. Most tulips, and I think most of the ones we've seen, I don't know that I've ever seen any other kind, have a single bud. But a few varieties have up to four. Wow. Most varieties of tulips are almost perfectly symmetrical. There's just about every color of tulip, and there seems to be two exceptions. There is no true blue tulip. It has a purplish tint to it. Mm -hmm. And there is no black. The queen of the night tulip has a deep purple petal that almost looks black. They're a popular variety because of their unique color. So that was kind of cool. Kind of wanted to see some of those. Yeah. We actually saw very dark purple tulips on a visit to Monticello. I was going to ask you later, but hey, we can do it now where you have seen tulips and have enjoyed them. Yeah. Monticello. You can just ruin her whole. <laughs> <laughs> Monticello is a great place. They are amazing there. Right. Uh, Thomas Jefferson did a lot of work 
on creating hybrids of flowers, specifically in this case tulips. And one of the ones they have there was the dark purple one. I think that they said that he had created that hybrid for. I don't remember what the name was. Okay. But they had rows and rows of tulips yeah. this time of year. And they were just beautiful. But the dark purple ones I remember off the top of my head. Yeah, they just stand out. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're bright and cheery. Right. Um, but there are some unique colors out there thanks to genetic cultivation. We see them here at our house. And I did read, and I was going to tell you this later, Randy, putting tulips and daffodils, both those spring flowers that you see coming up, in a vase together is not a good idea. The tulips will wilt if they're arranged with the daffodils. Oh. The daffodils release a sap that clogs up the stems of the other cut flowers, particularly delicate tulips. Oh. So rude. Very rude, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, daffodillies. Very selfish. Yeah. There is such thing, and this is this is the little good but not good part of the tulip. There is such thing as a broken tulip. Which is a tulip with beautiful streaks in the petals. Oh. Unfortunately, the streaks of the broken tulip are caused by a viral infection that also makes the tulip weak. I know, oh right? Goodness. Isn't that crazy? It is. Hmm. So, the tulips are part of the lily family, which also includes onions, garlic, and asparagus. Hilarious. I know. Their petals are edible and can be used in place of onions in many recipes. If only me and Cole had known that. We ate wild onion. You could have been walking over in the spring to the daffodils and plucking up some... Tulips, you mean. Oh, you could have been walking... (laughs) You two could have been walking over in the spring to the tulips and plucking off some petals and munching on those. You still can. You still can, yeah. (laughs) So why are we not all enjoying... Tulip petals in our cooking. Tulips only bloom in the spring and only for about 7 to 10 days. So they, they're not very prolific. You can't, you can't just find them throughout the year. If you're growing them in your yard without pesticides, you may want to give them a try. Otherwise, they're also much more expensive than an onion. <laughs> so and another thing that I saw that they were making out of tulips, and I thought this was an, an interesting thing, is wine. Because I'm like, if they can take the place of onions in a recipe, what kind of wine is that going to make? Onion wine. <laughs> so if you've had tulip wine, let us know. Or onion wine. <laughs> or onion wine. If that is a thing. If it I'd, is. I'd like to know. I don't like regular wine, so I can't imagine that... Maybe onion wine would onion be Onion wine would thing. be a special exception for me. <laughs> Tulips did not originate in Holland, although we often associate Holland with tulips, with good reason. Nearly three billion bulbs are exported from the Netherlands each year. Oh, wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Tulips are actually native to Central Asia. They went from there to Turkey and then on to Holland. Wait, are you suggesting they have little feet? Are you suggesting they migrate? (laughs) (laughs) That tulips migrate? No. (laughs) No? No. Oh. The bulbs were taken from Central Asia to Turkey. So I wonder what the ba- what the base color is. Like, if you take away all the hybrids and everything, they start out as yellow. Do they start out as red? That'd be interesting to know. That would be interesting because that's what you see the most of. It's like the yellow right. or the yeah. red. The right. very bright, mm-hmm. fun colors. Right. Um, very cheery. But I'm sure, like, there's some other significance to tulips in the Netherlands. Is that true, Beth? 
other things that may have happened throughout history. Like what? Well, definitely. Um, during the next podcast, I'm going to talk about something called tulip mania. Ah. <laughs> which, oh, I have to wait. I have to wait. You'd have to wait, which occurred in the 1600s in, in Holland and was a sort of economic crash. So we'll find out more about that next, next time. podcast. Next time. Something I actually know about. <laughs> So you also see tulips sometimes on roadsides. Like, you know how you see fields yes. of daffodils? Yep. And then, you, like, afterwards you'll see, like, a like a quick week of tulips as well. Um, but I'm guessing they don't pro- proliferate as much as daffodils. Because daffodils, like, over time will, will grow to be a bigger, you know, it's not, like, super fast, like right. some weeds. But it, they'll expand. Yeah. But you do see, like, tulips kind of following the daffodils. So they seem to be, like, timed a little bit. After daffodils. Right, right. You see the daffodils first. Yes, you see the daffodils right. first. And the daffodils, though, I mean, if you, where we live in Virginia, along the roads or in the medians, they planted tons of bulbs. Right. So you'll go by and see just a whole big bunch of daffodils, and you don't see that with the... Uh, no, that's what I'm saying, that, that you do see, I, you don't see not tulips, as many, but you'll see like um, streaks of tulips kind of coming up in that same field. Um, as the daffodils. Okay, I'll have to look for them. Yeah. yeah. We see um, them on, on 66. Yeah, and I, I mean, I wonder if daffodils last longer than tulips as well. They, they oh, yeah. definitely yeah. seem so. to, yeah. Because it was interesting, you said they only last 7 to 10 days. They bloom 7 to 10 they, days. They, yeah, they yeah. bloom. And I always wondered if ours were not in the best place because they are they so short, short in the bloom. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like they all only last for right. 7 to 10 days. Which, which makes me think bloom. that when we went to... Monticello that one time and saw all those that yep. just tons of tulips that we timed it perfectly. Exactly. You have to be in the right place it. at the right time. And it, that's the same way if there are tulip festivals worldwide and throughout the United States oh. and their their main goal is to celebrate the bulb but it sounded like in the research that they start out with tulip blooms there. You know, tul- tulips in bloom and then encourage people to come right away because yeah. there it's going to be a limited time that you're going to have the blooms and after that it's the bulbs. Oh, gotcha. So I wonder if it's kind of like the cherry blossoms in DC where they right. like they're trying to figure out when the peak time is right. and which weekend that'll fall. Yeah. Or not. Right. For the festival. That's interesting. Yeah. But well, if you want to go ahead. Flowers are very um, finicky. Yeah. To yeah. the weather and yeah. some of them are yeah. trying to predict them. The lighting. So if you want to find out more about tulips and um, how people kind of have changed tulips over time, they do have a lot of information at Monticello where right. Thomas Jefferson had his family home, his home. Um, they actually, they're doing, they give tours where they will talk about tulips and the things he did with, with tulips um, along the way. Maybe he made wine. I don't know. We, did, we <laughs> no. didn't think to ask that question at the time. We didn't. I didn't next time we're existed. there. Next time we're there, we'll have to ask yeah. that he had yeah. one. Did you say tulips are your favorite flower? They are. They are your favorite flower. They what are. is everybody's favorite flower? My favorite flower is the marigold. The marigold? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why is that funny? Why is that funny? <laughs> well, you don't know, see bouquets of marigolds usually. They're potted plants, so it's just a funny... Like if I wanted to get you your favorite flower. Now, was part of this to mock other people's favorite flowers? <laughs> I didn't realize that. That was, that the, was, that was the goal. <laughs> They're beautiful flowers. I don't they know are. why you're laughing. They're just out. And th- what else do I mean, they, they do? Okay they keep bouquet They keep away what? Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, yeah. Yes. So funny. What about you, Excellent Sarah? flowers. They're just not a cut <laughs> Thank flower. Thank you, I was Beth. Like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I didn't say. Cole didn't say, what's your favorite cup flower, did he? He, he said, didn't. what's your favorite that flower? That is true. That is true. Yep. Honestly, mine, I think, would have to also be tulips. Like, I love the yellow tulip, especially paired with, like, red mm-hmm. and such. And honestly, I don't remember, like, the Thomas Jefferson talks about, like, tulips and stuff. So, I'm... I would like to go back, just yeah. like yeah, to see. You can't kind of hear all of that. Yeah, but, yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah, like if I if I was like a president of a company or a CEO, and they asked me what flowers to to plant outside, it you'd say not marigolds. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that'd be marigolds are fine. We have plenty of marigolds all over the place because Randy loves them. We don't have that many marigolds. We need more marigolds. Okay. Oh, but I love peonies. <laughs> they have plenty. There's like two. <laughs> no. <it's laughs> That's not true. You like peonies too? Oh, I do. Oh, now, peonies are gorgeous. Now I'm like in debate. And peonies are really well, cool too because of the ants. Peonies yeah. are more like a shrub. I don't oh, know so if they're called. She wants to mock everybody else. Apparently. She's just going to shake no, everyone's favorite flowers. It's not acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking. I love, okay, it's not a tulip. But. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I love peonies also. Yeah. So. Tulips could be my favorite flower, and peony could be my favorite shrub. Yeah, like but it's I, probably a flower. But it's, like it's, a a wedding, flower. it's a flower. Like yeah. at a wedding, like I would prefer peonies over tulips. Yeah, definitely. How about marigolds at a wedding? I would that like would be that. would be great I for would, yours. Yeah. Oh wait, you already had your wedding. Yes. All roasted. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Who knows? You might have another one someday. Yeah, the peonies are interesting because of the way that <laughs> they re- rely on the ants yeah. to um, kind of reduce the structure of the the uh, ball that's. The, the uh, flower, yeah. flower the, bowl, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so they kind of over time take a little bit away, and it actually yeah, allows they, the bl- the flower to bloom. They kind of like eat away what you could think of as like an outer shell, yeah, yeah, yeah. which lets and, the flower bloom. And ours smell really good. It's not they a super are. strong scent, but it's really, really good. They're yeah. amazing. Yeah. Now, the, of course, the problem is when you sniff a peony is that you have to look to see what else is in it because well, it has so mom- many layers <laughs> there yeah. could be ants in it yeah. there could be little spiders in it well and then mom you see her outside when she picks peonies she's like beating them against the stone <laughs> we have rocks we have rocks that line our peony area and i gently no she beats them i do not i gently Tap them against the rock so that all the ants come out. When they were first, when we first had them, she just tapped like, them with some leverage, starting at shoulder <laughs> height, and then you know, full when we range first, of motion. When we first had the um, peonies, the flower, the um, I used to see ants all over them. Yeah, and I'd be like, why in the world are there ants on these flowers? And then it, I realized, yeah, you know, we did some research, realized, oh, they're necessary. Yeah. <laughs> they're good things, but you do have to gently. Yeah, if you're going to cut them and bring them inside, you don't want the bugs to come with yeah. you. Yes. You have to kind of shake them it's off. It's just somehow. so funny to see them, see your beating them <laughs> outside. <laughs> we love peonies. We, we have do. a lot of them. We do. Based on this topic, I don't think Beth's one to judge other people's flowers. <laughs> I have to agree with Sydney. Tulips, peonies, both are awesome. Yeah. Tulips are just so fragile. Yeah. Yes, they are. They're really they're only right. like a spring. Yeah. Like, but so is a peony, though. Thing. Yeah, but peonies last longer. They do. Yeah. They really What's do. your favorite flower, Cole? Oh, uh, mine is probably cyclamen. Is that a shrub? <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like a poison. <laughs> cyclamen. What is that? A flower. But what mm. kind? Is it a? Oh, I, don't know. I just like. I just okay, like so it. where is it from, and how did you know about it? Because it's not a common one. No, it's not a common one. Like a lily. Um, <laughs> I said, I said cyclamens are really pretty. 
they're kind of tulip looking. Uh huh. Everything has to come back to the tulip. <laughs> it does not. Has to come back Everyone's to the free to like their own flower. Let me see it. It's like a potted one of those potted plants that you would find like um hanging on someone's um porch. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think it's because I so I write I write fiction I write crime fiction and I needed a flower that I. A little Italian flower shop was involved in one of them, so I needed a Mediterranean flower. Oh, okay. I was going to ask where this is known for. Okay, Mediterranean basin. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, they are pretty little flowers. They are. Yeah. Um, but they are given to someone by a murderer. So if oh. if I ever give you someone, if I ever give you pink cyclamen, don't trust me. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> How are you gonna get to your topic for that one, Sinead? Well, well, murder you can't speaking of murder mysteries. Well, speaking of flowers, you can give flowers as birthday gifts. True, that's true, and murder mysteries. That's true, as and birthday gifts. That's yep. right. Together, together or wait, no, no, you know, <laughs> together. Um, so the reason why I pick birthday gift baskets is because, especially now that um, we're all forced to be inside together, it's a really nice way to display the gifts. Especially since you yeah. can't go out. Like, uh, I know we just talked about this. Um, it's weird not being able to go out to eat. Not being able <laughs> yeah. to, like, go out even to a store to just look around. Well, we right. can, or but... You, can. I mean, you shouldn't. Yeah. Well. It's much more focused right now. Yeah. You should yeah. go in and you should go out. There's less to look at. Yeah. It's not like it's a big a event purpose. for the whole family to right. do it anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So that that's really why... It's specifically, my topic is specifically about birthday gift basket ideas. It, it's a great way to make the gifts appear whole and picture perfect. You've had some really cute themes for yours too. Thanks. But don't let the whole of the basket overwhelm you. That's just the finished product. Um, uh, I, I often basket. let baskets overwhelm me. <laughs> <laughs> it can be when you're, when you look at, it's kind of like a blank page when you're writing, right? Yeah. If you look at an empty basket and think, oh my goodness. But if you reverse it and think, what do I want to give them? Right. Mm. And then... Just arrange it in a basket. But <laughs> essentially, I mean, essentially a, a basket of gifts is just a pile of gifts made to look nice and neat. Yeah. Right. Um, so here's presentation. Exactly. Exactly. Here are a few gift basket ideas for birthdays. Um, more specifically, these are adult and teen birthday gift ideas rather than little kid birthday ideas. Um, and there are a lot of those out there too. There, there really are. I was looking on Pinterest and there are a ton, not as many... For a, not as many as I wanted, like variety wise for adults. So, um, well, I think with, for a kid too, having more stuff spread out is more fun for them. Yeah, I think so. As Being well. able to see it. Yeah, yeah. Everything being together mm-hmm. in a basket feels like a more adult thing. Like here's yeah. everything that's fun in a convenient to carry and deliver <laughs> yeah. manner. Yeah. So hopefully these will spurn you to think about how and what you want to give your relatives and or friends. Friends from a distance. <laughs> because it would be something easy to drop off at somebody's doorstep. That's, That's a good exactly point. Right. Right. Ring a bell yeah. and run. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And, right. and then gloved hands. <laughs> wait at the end of the driveway to make sure they get it. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait. wait. They're like, oh, thank you. Come out with Lysol and spray, <laughs> <laughs> spray the basket down. That's true. Then it bring it in that. hours later. Yeah. <laughs> Come out with like a pressure washer. <laughs> <laughs> that would be worse. Yeah. So the first one is color theme. So I've done this before. Um, what is the person's favorite color? Fill the basket with all kinds of goodies of that color. Yeah. So this is good for a family environment, but also work environment as well. Yeah. 
So, for instance, we had some, well, I don't think it was their birthday, but I was creating a basket for someone and their favorite color, let's say, was red. Mm. And so, basically, I told everybody to get a couple items that were red. Yeah. It could be like a small can of Pringles, like the red can. It could be, like, there are so many candies that right. have red wrappers. Yep. I remember getting a red, white, and blue um, sunglasses, like a fun little cup. Like, there are all kinds of things that you can right. do. So, And people can get really creative, especially if you're doing it in a group, like as a work thing like you did. Yeah. Because then people, they're actually not responsible for the whole basket. Right. They can think, you know, oh, I, I could get her a red tablet and some red pens. Yeah. Or some red markers. Or, or like, you don't have to be creative at all. You can just get just, a couple red things as exactly. well. Exactly. So it kind of helps to simplify and break down yes. um, the basket yeah, itself. Yeah, I really like that. Because it really, by making it a color, it really opens up the um, aperture as far as things you can get. Right. Because right. sometimes when you do something that's a theme, that's more like a topical theme, you're, you're, the number of things you can buy is limited that fits in a basket. Right. But a color, you have a wide variety of things that our colors right right so right. and yours ended up so cute it was and because like so many people because it helped to simplify it and actually i found a, a picture on pinterest that i sent around as well um, oh, it was like people. an example yeah, yeah. so like a, even like a squishy smiley face mm-hmm. um stress ball and things like that just simple little things right. and ended up being a pretty big basket because people you know would be at i don't know 11 or something so easy like that to get. exactly yeah so um, it's just a, picking a simple color like, even, like, a, just a primary color, like red, blue, um, yellow, or even, like, green, something like that. Even green. Even green. Even green. Yeah. What's your favorite color? Mine is midnight blue. Mm. Okay, yours wow. would just be blue, then. <laughs> that is very specific. Yeah. Yes. What about yours, Mom? Oh, give me last. I don't like to do favorites. Oh. Um, for me, dark green or, like, a burgundy. So, like, there's rich Christmas colors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. But, but a burgundy is kind of like somewhere between a purple and a maroon. Yeah. Yeah. But what not about ultra you, Sydney? maroon. But Mine would probably be just the, like a blue basket. Or, no, yellow. I really like yellow. <laughs> oh, you know what I love? What? You know my favorite color? Green. Tulips. Orange. <laughs> Orange. That's yeah. my favorite color. Which would be perfect for the fall. Yes, but it's also bright and colorful for spring and summer. You know what else is orange? Marigolds. I love marigolds. (laughs) They're awesome. Orange is actually one of my favorites, too. Is it? Which is fun, yeah. Yeah. Um, Because I studied India, and it's the color of India, so... Orange is the color of India. Orange is the color of India. That's interesting. I did not know that. Me neither. Um, I don't know if it's official, but it's the one that's been used on all of their flags throughout history. So So if people want to send gift gift baskets to India, orange Orange. is your color. Yep. Orange is the way to go. (laughs) You can fill it with like tea and curry and other fun things. Yeah, there you go. So the second type is a favorite movie or book. So this is much more complicated. So if you know the person well and feel like you can do this, then this is a really good basket to do. So, for instance, um, an example is Harry Potter. So, Harry Potter oh. was very prolif- prolific yeah. when I was growing up and when Cole was growing up. Right. So, I was looking on Pinterest for different ideas. And it could be something like um, you could get a trunk. Oh, yeah. And fill it with Harry Potter-themed ideas. Like a I, little one that you could get at, like, Michael's or something exactly. like that. Yeah. Yeah, and just make it um, fun. You can... Um, 
do all kinds of Harry Potter themed things. Um, I know I have a scarf. Right. From Harry, the actual from, Harry yeah. Potter, the I mean, Wizarding World of Harry Potter there's Universal. Like, there's a million Harry Potter themed things. Yeah, so. I think that's the key: is not to make your topic too narrowly focused. Like Harry Potter, there's a lot of things. Right, right. Um, if you picked like Hallmark, there's a lot of things. If right. you pick Christmas, there's a lot. So it's you just don't want to be like, oh, I'm going to pick this one specific right. book by this one specific author yeah. and make a basket. Make of make it. your theme just Harry Potter theme, not. Ron Weasley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although, although with Harry Potter, you can narrow it down to a specific house. You yes, could. Right, yes, yeah. Right, right. And therefore, you all you combine the color yeah. with the theme. Yeah, it's just a yeah. matter of is there enough stuff that you right. can put into a basket exactly. related to that. And I have to say, Etsy is a great place to go. Yeah. Oh. For all kinds of things, and Mom is writing stuff down. <laughs> I'm gonna write this down. <laughs> yeah. But like, like Hallmark, like you said, like that's a great thing. Um, I remember, like, even going into a Hallmark store and finding cute um, Hallmark, like, all I want to do is watch Hallmark or whatever. Right. Yeah, they have a lot of cute things like that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, that's a cute idea. The third one is activity-themed. So, what is the person's favorite activity? So, it could be grilling. So, I found, like, um, a mini grill with all kinds of stuff stuck in it. Oh, okay. They use that as the basket. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So, I thought that was cute. Um, I, you know, I imagine the grilling makes me think of it. If the person is, one of the easiest things to do is if the person is a fan of a football team. Yes. Because there's a billion football team (laughs) themed things everywhere. Unless unless it's XFL football. Unless it's XFL (laughs) football, which has sadly (laughs) gone. Stopped. Yeah, stuff. Got away. Fast. Yeah. Temporarily, but Temporarily. they've also. But lost you were looking for stuff yeah. online for XFL football, and there just wasn't much there. there right? Yeah, there just wasn't much there, and that yeah. was probably because um, I found some stuff. I figured even if the league drops, like falls through, it'll like be vintage. That'll <laughs> <laughs> um, be memorabilia, right? That's right. But yeah, yeah. When um, I don't, I'm not normally a gift person. I don't usually like getting gifts. But if someone says, like, "Oh, I want to get you a gift," I say, "Okay." Could be anything Baltimore Ravens themed, and right. I'll enjoy that. Yeah, exactly. You can even put it in a cooler. Yeah, like that can be the basket. I mean, you can be like oh, as yeah, creative as true. you want, mm-hmm. uh, as with long the, as you with the basket as well as the things in the basket. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good clarification. Yeah. Like, um, the basket doesn't need to be a basket. It's more of an idea. It's like a container. It's yeah. like exactly. A container. It's just a container. A themed container of yes. some kind. That's right. Another one could be cooking. So, yeah, um, that's a good one. Cooking, um, I saw beach theme, summer theme, salon, so pedicure, manicure. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that I, lo- I found and really liked is watching movies. So, there's a red box theme where you put like a bunch of movies on a piece of, um, I guess, cardboard or whatever. That's it's decorated red. like red box. Yeah, yeah, it looks like red box, and you put um, stuff in um, popcorn. Um, containers, like you put popcorn, candy, all kind, like you know, whatever yeah. you want. So that's really cute. With a bunch of movies that, that so it's like a little mini red box. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that's really with, cute. With accessories. With accessories. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. And it's always cool to see, like, because I've seen people do that. They'll put, like, snow caps and stuff. Like, normally what you think of as movie theater. Yeah. That's candy. cute. That's cute. Yeah. Definitely. No. Do Redbox still, does that still exist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. You'll see it on one. like, like it's in like Walmart on corners. If you walk into our Walmart and look left, there's a Redbox okay. right there. Yeah. Right. On the, on the. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I know that. I've yeah. seen people at that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a cute idea. And the, and the fourth one I put as other. So it's not exactly an activity or like a movie or, um, or book, but it's something else. So for instance, like Disney. 
<laughs> I was thinking that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, for, for any of us, somebody could create a Disney basket. Right. And we would love it. All of us. Yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a great way to do, what great thing to do is to combine it as well, especially for like adults and teens. So if you think like Disney and combine it with cooking, because Disney has a lot of kitchen yeah. accessories. They do. They really like do. Like, you even saw a crock pot. It's like, oh, you can use the crock pot as a basket and, like, put things Is in the there. Is the crock pot mouse-shaped? No, but it has, like, Disney, like, Mickey hands on it. Oh. <laughs> that would be really funny if it was in the shape of a Mickey head. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, like, I the, the combining of in terms of even right. cooking <laughs> yeah. it would be, which is probably why they haven't done it in the past. Right. 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 So, um, so, yeah, I mean, like, any... And there are more theme baskets as well, but these are just some ideas. So just to um, wrap it up, it, the, the ideas were color-themed, favorite movie or book-themed, activity-themed or other, and other can be combination. It kind of sounds miscellaneous, but that doesn't mean that the basket has to look or be filled with miscellaneous things. It right. can be a combo of yeah. different just ideas. you know somebody likes something. Right. Or some area. Right. Yeah. Usually what I do, especially like in a work environment, if I don't necessarily know the person, I try to look for specific things that they do. Like I noticed that my one coworker really liked to eat certain candy. So just that simple like um just simply like watching them eat the candy, it's like, oh, okay, they like this candy. Well let them let me get that candy or um, candy like that. Yep. Like it's like it was or like use, the old fashioned candy. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And um, make a basket from that. So. Yeah. Um, or even if your coworker likes, or your friend, or your relative likes coffee, there are all kinds of stuff that you can do for that. Right. That's true. Yeah. Old fashioned candy makes me think of the um, like the butterscotch um, hard candies that were at the bottom of like grandma's purse that had gone unwrapped. Like lovely. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> That's gross. Awesome. Very fun topics for spring and for things to think about. Our future festivities are for the week of April 13th. April 13th is Scrabble Day. April 14th is International Moment of Laughter Day. April 15th is <laughs> National Tax Day. Um, although the uh, dates for that have been uh, pushed out, so just make sure you're looking online. Make sure you're looking online for... Uh, what the uh, latest dates are uh, on that. April 16th is National Orchid Day. April 17th is National Cheeseball Day. Yum. April 18th, National Lineman Appreciation Day. And that's oh. linemen taking care of our electricity lines, not linemen from football. Yeah, that's right. Oh. So shout out to <laughs> Dustin Heil. He's my niece's husband. That's right. Lineman. And April 19th is National Garlic Day. You can always follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Holiday underscore Moons. On Instagram, we are at Holiday Moons, all one word. On Facebook, you can find our Facebook group and our Facebook page by searching Holiday Moons in the search bar. And you can contact us at any time at HolidayMoons at gmail.com. So for Randy, Cole, Beth, and Sydney, Happy Spring! spring.